Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. You see it every day. The first dollar you earned from your first customer. Now it hangs on your wall at headquarters. A reminder of where you started and the promise of what's still to come. In part because you rely on Sandy Spring Bank to help you make the right choices on real estate and equipment loans, treasury management, and commercial services. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your business. 
Visit sandyspringbank.com slash business. Credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank. Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome. Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Monday, the 2nd of January. Good to have you all aboard. It's the first show of 2023. However you're listening to us, I love you a long time. You're listening on iTunes or 
Spotify, Amazon, Google, iHeart, whatever it is you got going on. I appreciate you. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash show. Tell all your friends, and then everybody subscribes, and then I get all the monies. And that's how we kick off 2023. We do it in style. That's how we want to do it. Hope everyone had a great New Year's. Hope everyone had a safe New Year's. Uh, You know, it's, it's a little bit amateur hour, New Year's Eve. Everybody knows that. And what I mean by that is you get a lot of people, just they're going wild, and they're trying to get all crazy just because it's New Year's Eve. Who the hell cares, all right? We were back in the Zaslow Mansion on Saturday night by like 9 p.m., all right? We hung out there with some friends. We had a nice relaxing night. We had some booze, all right? We had good food, and there you have it, okay? Away we go. Everyone was safe. So hope you had a great new year. Happy new year to everybody listening. We this Look, brand new show today. It's the new year. After today... I'm off the rest of the week, all right? I don't have to get approval from anyone. I don't have to put in PTO. We're taking a few days off, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to have shows. We are going to have shows every single day the remainder of the week. We got interviews set up. We got great guests. So there are going to be new shows, new Zaslow Show 2.0 dropping each day this week, even though I'm going to be away, okay? So there are going to be interviews for the rest of the week. It's not exactly going to be keeping up with what's happening in local sports. Like tonight, you got the Heat. They're in action against the Clippers. They're at the Clippers. So tomorrow's show, we're, we're not going to have react. We're going to have a show, but we're not going to have reaction, okay, to Heat and Clippers, all right? If, uh, you know, the Panthers, if they keep losing games, which they will, uh, we're not going to have reaction on Wednesday to when the Panthers lose tomorrow against the Arizona Coyotes. But we are going to have shows. So, Make sure you still check that out. We got great guests, great interviews lined up. And that's a fun thing that we could do where we're doing the podcast now as opposed to what we used to do on Terrestrial Radio where I could take I could take a couple days off and I could still schedule, I could still have shows planned for you guys, right? It's not going to be the usual Zaslow Show 2.0, but I do think that you guys are still going to wind up enjoying it. So there you have it. Horrible sports weekend. Horrible sports weekend. At least as far as the Miami sports go, okay? Overall, the sports this weekend, uh, it was a tremendous sports weekend. Best college football semifinal playoff that we've ever had so far in the short history of the college football playoffs. And and just a ton of action, wire to wire, from Friday all the way on through last night. And concluding tonight with Monday Night Football, Bengals and Bills, which is the only game this week that features two teams above five hundred. And this, this is a big, there's a lot of playoff implications and actually involves the Dolphins tonight. We'll go over all that. The AFC is a mess. And part of the reason the AFC is a mess is because of your Miami Dolphins. Your favorite little football team, they suck. They're torturous to watch. And you, you, you're going to go into week 18, you're almost going to have the attitude, uh, just put me out of my misery. And, and if you do have that attitude, I can't blame you. Because it's not as if, all right, if we sneak into the playoffs, we back our way into the playoffs, you're not going to be full strength. You may not have Tua this weekend. You may not have Tua for the playoffs. And it's also like, what the hell's the point? I know Jay Glazer came out with a report that Tua plans on or he hopes he wants to play in the playoffs if they wind up making the postseason. I want him to play this weekend. I'm not ruling him out yet for this weekend because it certainly looks like Teddy Bridgewater is not going to play this weekend. He's got a broken finger on his throwing hand. So... Uh, more Skylar Thompson, third-string quarterback, 
with the season on the line. Now, that's not fair to do to Skylar Thompson, okay? Because A, he's the third-string quarterback, and B, there, there's just... There's a million reasons why this team is facing a scenario where they're going to miss the postseason, and Skylar Thompson is not even close to the top. Not even close. So, the Dolphin fan, you're feeling super lousy today. I'm with you because here's the thing. We've gone from what was feeling like the most exciting Dolphin season of your life. You know, and, and that's true. Now I'm not talking to the the 60-year-old Dolphin fan, you know, like you remember as a kid, 1972 and 1973, those are probably the most exciting years, all right? Marino in, in, in 84, 85, 86, like those are the most exciting years of your life maybe. But if you're a Dolphin fan who's like 35 years old-ish, all right, this was shaping up, this felt like the most exciting season of your Dolphin fan life. And part of why this is so frustrating is like, nah, Zazla, we've been through this before. Team collapsed in December. Uh, You know, I remember what this feels like. I'm used to it. No, no, this is different. It's not the same as those. Why is it not the same as those? Because instead of it just being a super disappointing finish this season, we are going from what was the most exciting Dolphin season, maybe of your life, And in the same season, just five weeks later, it's going to be the most disappointing Dolphin season of your life. You've had plenty of disappointments as a Dolphin fan. Lots of disappointments as a Dolphin fan. But this will be the most disappointing for a couple of reasons. Number one, because it went from what felt like a Super Bowl contender, what looked like a team that... that, 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 Look, they were first place in the AFC East, and they could have been first place in the entire AFC. They were unstoppable. And it has transformed into a team that is torturous to watch. Torture to watch. That's why this season is the most disappointing Dolphin season possibly of your entire life. Yeah, you've had disappointments. But to go from what felt like it was going to be the greatest season of your life, a Super Bowl season, to this, what you're feeling right now, that's why this is the most most disappointing Dolphin season I can ever remember. And I've lived a lot of those, you know, as a kid for sure, I've lived a lot of those incredibly disappointing finishes. This, to me, is right up there with as disappointing as any. Also... You got a lot of people, and, and, you know, people were predicting this a couple weeks ago when the losing streak was at three. Well, now it's at five, and it's going to be six to end the year. But you had people saying, Zaslow, that same thing that happened in 1993, it's going to happen here too. And of course, 1993, the team was nine and two, and they missed the playoffs. Can you imagine that? Nine and two, and you missed the playoffs? The team was nine and two in 1993. The year after they made, last, the last time they made the AFC Championship. 1992, they lost the AFC title game at home to Buffalo. That's the only time as a Dolphin, that's the only time I've ever seen the Dolphins in the AFC title game. And they follow up the next year, 9-2. and two, And they miss the playoffs, 9-7. and seven. Here's why this season, if slash when the Dolphins lose this weekend to the Jets, 
Because they are going to lose that game. They will miss the playoffs. I've been terrible at my predictions, so take that for what you will. But, when the Dolphins lose this weekend to New York, this season is going to be worse than 1993. Because, in 1993, they were 9-2. and two. They finished 9-7. and seven. It was all without Marino. Marino got hurt at the beginning of the year. Remember, torn Achilles. And they went 9-2 and two after that with Scott Mitchell and also a little bit of Steve DeBerg as their quarterback. And then they lose the last five games to miss the playoffs. This is worse because they're 8-3 and three and they're going to miss the playoffs with the majority of those games, all of them except for, you know, potentially these final two games, were with Tua. We're with their franchise quarterback at the helm. That Dolphin team in 93, Marino missed almost the whole year. This team... Excuse me, I had to sneeze there. That team had a collapse with a combination of Scott Mitchell and Steve DeBerg. This team is going to have the collapse mostly with Tua at the helm. Your franchise quarterback has been involved in this collapse. And that's why this one is so much worse. And yes, you can say, yeah, but Scott Mitchell helped the Dolphins get to 9-2. and two. He was still the same quarterback. Yes, but he was still Scott Mitchell. He was still the backup. You know, that Dolphin team, if they got to the postseason and it was Scott Mitchell as the quarterback and not Marino, uh, like, what were they going to do? They weren't going to be a Super Bowl team. This Dolphin team at 8-3... and three, we're talking about their Super Bowl team. This this collapse is worse. I always go back to 93. So many Dolphins fans go back to it. 9-2, finish 9-7. This is going to be the new one. And because they'll finish under 500. They'll be 8-3 and, and they're going to finish season under 500. We're witnessing the worst, what I think is the worst collapse in the history of this organization. What a weekend. And, and, and we have to pay attention tonight because tonight is going to play a role. Tonight's result, Bills and Bengals, is going to play a role in what the Dolphins need to happen, because now they need help. They need a win against the Jets, and they need help. We'll get to the Jets stuff coming up, because like I said, I'm not doing live shows per se. I mean, none of the shows are live this right now. This was recorded a few minutes ago, and now you're listening. But like I said, I'm, I'm going out of town. I'm taking a few days off, so so we're going to have interviews and whatnot for you, and you guys are going to really enjoy it. But... I got to get in some stuff on the Dolphins and Jets coming up this weekend because we're not going to do that the rest of this week. Um, but anyway, actually, maybe actually, maybe we will because the guests that we're having on, we are going to talk a little bit about it, actually. So I, I, I kind of take that back. I take that back, actually. There still will be some Dolphins-Jets stuff. But anyway, this is going to be the worst collapse in team history. It's worse than 93 because Scott Mitchell was the backup quarterback and Tua is supposed to be or is the franchise quarterback and this collapse is happening. And by the way... Can't say anymore, right? Can't say anymore that Tua's success is because of his weapons. Because holy shit, when we've seen Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson out there this year, hasn't been a whole lot of success, hasn't been a whole lot of offense. Like, you can't say that anymore, that Tua has this success because of all the pieces they have around him. It helps, but Tua's also pretty damn important to this team. Bridgewater's been a competent quarterback for most of his career. And he hasn't been able to do anything this year. Nothing. 
He had 14 points yesterday before he went out late in the third quarter. And by the way, the Dolphins, I mean, it's off the top of my head, there's something like 0-9 without two of the last couple seasons, right? You had the four games with Brissett. And this year, you got the you got five games, I believe, right? Because you had the three-game losing streak earlier in the year. You got this one here. That's four, so maybe it's 0-8. 0-8 without Tua, does that sound right? 0-8, 0-9, something like that. Without Tua as the quarterback for the majority of the game, this team hasn't won a game in the last two years. So we can kind of pull back on the, yeah, Tua's success is because of the guys they put around him. Nah, dude seems pretty damn important. So let's talk about yesterday's game. It was First of all, it was torture, like I said. Like, I, I sat and watched that entire game on my couch with my arms folded. It was, it was torture to watch. And there was not a single... By the way, shout out Amber Wilson on my television right there, hosting First Take. If you're listening right now, you can go back, you can watch First Take on, the, on demand. Go check out Amber. She looks great. Was there ever a point in the Dolphin game yesterday where you thought they were going to win? Even when they were up 14-7 early in the third quarter, was there ever a point you thought they were going to win the game? It, it, was, it was torture. And after the pick six, which was late in the third quarter, so you got a lot of time up, 16-14. You know, door, door, door is kept open because of the missed extra point. After the pick six, game was over. You had no chance. No chance, it felt like. Now, we got a Zaslow show poll question, all right? And, and I put this poll question out yesterday. It's still open. These polls are 24 hours. And the poll question right now, all right, you can go vote. Lots of voting. You guys are crazy about this poll question. Poll question that is still going on right now. Zaslow Show 2.0 poll. Who are you most angry at right now? And your choices are Mike McDaniel. He's getting a ton of blame. If you want him fired, that's stop being stupid. First year head coach. First year head coach, which has had a lot of success throughout, you know, for most of the season. Settle down. Jason Sanders. He sucks. He sucks. Dolphins DBs. They suck. Teddy Bridgewater. Those are your four choices. Mike McDaniel, Jason Sanders, Dolphins DBs, Teddy Bridgewater. Now, it's not necessarily who are you blaming the loss on or who are you blaming this collapse on. No, the question just is, who are you, although it says must angry at right now, <laughs> stupid, who are you most angry at right now? Mike McDaniel, Jason Sanders, Dolphins, DBs, Teddy Bridgewater. Who are you most angry at right now? And with 36% of the vote, the leader is Jason Sanders. So go vote right now, Zaslow Show 2.0 poll. You can go vote at Zaslow Show. You can also hit me up on Instagram at Zaslow J, but go vote right now. So that, that's very controversial poll question that's going on right now. There was no point in this game that I thought the team was going to win. And I just, Bridgewater, it's funny because like I'm watching the game yesterday. I'm taking the notes. Horrendous first quarter. They, they came off, I thought they were going to get blown out. After the Patriots drove the field, there was up 7-0. And this Patriots team sucks. We can all agree on that, right? That's, that's maybe the most annoying thing about yesterday is not only does this Patriot team suck, but Mac Jones. They lost, 
Their season ended at the same time that they were on the field with Mac Jones. Oh, he sucks. He's terrible. But that first quarter yesterday, I thought they were going to get blown out. It's a horrendous first quarter. Yeah, the Pats long touchdown drive. The Dolphins have fourth and one. They're going to go for it in their own territory. Hey, ball's the wall, right? You like that? Fourth and one, you get the false start. Then you end up getting the running into the kicker. So they go, they get another chance at fourth and one, and they actually pick it up. But you got the false start on fourth and one. You got you got defensive holding. You got pass interference penalties. Two timeouts blown because the team's not ready. Can't get the playoff in time. You got Mostert with the fumble that they that they don't call a fumble. Mostert loves fumbling. First quarter was a disaster. Thought they were going to get blown out at that point. Like, they came off like a team that was not ready to play. And I hate that stuff. Oh, the coach did not have them ready to play. I hate that stuff. Because you don't know. Like, the coach can have them totally ready to play. And the players are just not doing the things that the coaches advised them to do. Like, that's possible, right? You know, you go to halftime. Oh, the team didn't make adjustments. How do you know that they didn't make adjustments and the players didn't carry them out properly? You know, that, so that stuff's always weird to me. The team did settle down in the second quarter, but they came out in the first quarter, looked like a team wasn't ready to play. And I never say that. They did settle down in the second quarter. You, you had, you know, defensive stop where you had the big sacks from Christian Wilkins and, uh, and Landon Roberts. And I thought, I thought Bridgewater played a very good second quarter, matter of fact. But that was it. That was the only place he played well. Bad in the first quarter, bad in the third quarter. I thought he played well in the second quarter. Uh, but then late in the second quarter, you get Bridgewater. He misses Waddle. Bad miss. And Sanders, of course, misses a 51-yard field goal. He never makes from 50. I think he's, in the last two years, I think he's missed something like 10 of 12 from 50-plus yards. Every other kicker in this league is knocking down 50-yard field goals like it's nothing. Like 60-yard field goals now. Are the new fifty? Are the new fifty-yard field goals? You know, when I was growing up, a fifty-yard field goal—holy crap—that's so long. That's not what sixty-yard field goals are. Fifty-yard field goals—you got to make them. He never makes fifty-yard field goals. He sucks, and that's why a lot of we get back to Jason Sanders. Uh, you know, take it easy. All right, we get back to Jason Sanders. The pick six, though, obviously, is where the game ended. Uh, the offense was terrible all game long, so. With or without Bridgewater at that point, game was over. And then Skyward Thompson comes in. Uh, and, and, and by the way, Thompson stunk, but his receivers did not help him. Shurfield drops a pass. Tyreek Hill picks up that penalty, uh, the illegal motion or, or uh, illegal formation penalty, which the Dolphins love. That feels like a coaching thing. Like, why every game do we get several illegal formation or legal shifts? Like, they have to be working on that. How does it happen every game? Multiple times. And so, and, and at one point, you had Thompson who scrambled for a first down, gets called back because Tyreek Hill had the motion penalty. And then Hill drops, I mean, ball goes off Hill's hands, interception. Uh, Tyreek, Tyreek Hill did not have a good game. Now, I'm not upset with Tyreek Hill because it's amazing and it's been probably the best trade in Dolphins history. But Tyreek Hill, very poor game. Very, very poor game. Then, of course, you get Keon crossing. He sucks. You get the pass interference on the goal line on third down. And then game ends. I mean, you get the touchdown there. It's a nine-point game. Game's over. 
He sucks. Game over, season over. Keon Crossan. Game over, season over. So there's your poll question, all right? Very controversial. A lot of people to be mad at watching that game. Bridgewater, Sanders, Eric Rowe, Keon Crossan, all awful. Awful, awful players. Losing to Mac Jones. Possibly ending the season. That is such a disgrace. And I don't even I don't even feel like, oh, Zazzle, Mac Jones stuck it in you. No, I don't really feel that way. He sucks. He wasn't good yesterday. His offense scored two touchdowns. I don't feel like Mac Jones stuck it in me. It's a disgrace that you, you lost and your season ended on the same field that Mac Jones was playing against. That's a disgrace. But I don't feel like Mac Jones beat the Dolphins, especially you get that pass interference on third down right at the goal line. Keon Cross just mauls the receiver. Terrible. And here's what's also going to happen now. So the Dolphins will lose this weekend. They're, they're going to drop to 8-9. and nine. They're going to be under 500. Brian Flores. Now you're going to get the comparisons where Brian Flores the last two years was over 500. They won 10 games and they won 9 games. And Mike McDaniel is going to win 8 games and finish under 500. You're going to get the Flores-McDaniel stuff, which I don't think is completely fair. I think Flores, I liked Flores, but I think Flores made a lot of mistakes. And we can see that now, especially with Tua. Made a lot of mistakes. Like, Flores didn't dislike Tua because of the injuries. He just like took, he, thought, he didn't think he could play. So, Flores is not innocent. But you're going to get a lot of Flores-McDaniel stuff where it's like, wow, they should have kept Flores. But I will say, one thing that I really liked about Flores, and at the time too, was, and this would happen with the offensive coordinators, right? Where Remember, he switched one of the coordinators, uh, right, or, or the line coach, offensive line coach, right before the season started. Flores, Flores had no problem identifying a problem before it became a problem. Meaning, he would see that this right here is good. It may not be an issue right now. It may not have cost us a game right now, but it's going to. And I'm going to do something about it right now. He was good at that. I don't know that McDaniel is. McDaniel seems so far like he will allow the bad thing to happen and cost you something before he winds up having to make that change. Meaning that's reactive. When I thought Flores did a real good job at being preventative. And you're seeing that with the kicker. Now, Jason Sanders is not why they lost the game yesterday. But I said this about eight weeks ago. During the, the stretch, like Dolphins like six and three at the time or something, I don't know. But it was during the stretch that the Dolphins were playing good football. And I said this during that stretch that you have to, they have to get rid of Jason Sanders right now. Like, there was one week where I said, they may have a problem at kicker. And then the next week, I was ready to pull the trigger. Got to get rid of him. Got to bring in somebody else. Because he's going to miss a kick at the end of the year or in a playoff game that's going to cost the Dolphins their season. Everyone in the world can see it coming. Everyone can see it coming. Except Mike McDaniel decided to ignore it. And that's the type of situation Flores would have gotten rid of Sanders before the problem. And then yesterday, 
He had Sanders, who again, missed a 51-yard field goal. He never makes 50-yarders. And if he makes that kick, hey, look at the scoreboard. Now, would the Patriots, instead of going for fourth down to try and run out the clock, would they have kicked a 49-yard field goal after the sack? Maybe. Or maybe they would have tried to hold on to the ball. Or maybe they wind up missing it. Like, it's not a gimme. 49-yard field goal. But Jason Sanders, once again, misses a kick. And you could look at it and say, if he makes that kick, the Dolphins win that game yesterday. And it happened. It finally happened. Sanders missed a kick that potentially cost the Dolphins a chance at the playoffs. And everyone saw it. And McDaniel chose to do nothing about it. I told you, it was during this win streak. He will miss a kick, and it will cost the Dolphins their season. And you got to do something about it. And McDaniel chose to ignore it. And if you're a Dolphin fan, you can't ignore that right now. Flores was good at taking the preventive measures. And McDaniel seems more reactive. And that's a problem. That's a problem. I hate this Jason Sanders. He sucks. I saw it a mile away. And then it happened yesterday. And that right there is why. Like, I'm not saying he cost the Dolphins a season. I am saying you knew, I knew he'd miss a kick that's going to end up, you know, resulting in the Dolphins missing the playoffs. But this season is about so, the Dolphins have so many problems outside of the kicker. But the reason Jason Sanders is leading that poll question is because everyone saw it. Everyone knew this guy was going to miss a big kick. And the coach chose to ignore it. They said, oh, Zazzle, why don't you vote for the coach? Yeah, a lot of people vote for the coach. But it's also why Jason Sanders is leading that poll question right now. It was so obvious he was going to miss a kick. And the coach chose to ignore it. So you're going to get a lot of the Flores-McDaniel stuff. But the one thing that, that... And I like McDaniel as the coach. I'm totally good with it. Looking back upon everything, I'm also good with them moving on from Flores. But one thing I got to admit... Flores was really good at making sure that a potential problem will not cost the team the game. So I'm going to do something about it before it becomes a problem. That's a good leader. That's a good leader. And if you're out there right now questioning McDaniel and his leadership, that's fair. That's fair to question. Because he didn't do anything about a problem. And does that send a message across the locker room that guys aren't held accountable? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. You look at every, every game, we got a legal formation, we got a legal shift. Why? Why is it every game that that's happening? That's on the coach. That's a coach thing. That's a coach thing. So, and look, first-year coach is going to make a lot of mistakes. He's got a lot of learning to do. But all of that criticism is completely fair. And you can criticize the guy and also really like him. And also like him as the coach. You can criticize Tua and also like him as the quarterback. Both things can both things can happen. Both things can be true. But McDaniel deserves a lot of criticism. He does. Hell. You can't need to win one of what's going to end up being your final six games to make the postseason and wind up missing the playoffs and not come out looking bad. Okay? You got to be fair. You got to be fair. Man. What a day yesterday. Terrible. We'll get, we're going to get to it. We got NFL rundown coming up. Come on now. You know how we do our, our we'll, we'll have uh, the final, no, second, second to last. 
We'll have the second-to-last NFL rundown for the regular season coming up, all right? Week 17 NFL rundown. I'll get that to you in a moment. Also, in a second here, we'll go over what the playoff scenario looks like now because the AFC is a little bit of a mess. It's a little bit messy, all right? Now, hey, I do have to tell you guys, if you're not feeling so hot about the Dolphin game yesterday, yeah, everyone understands. That's super understandable. But if you're not feeling so hot because you might be sick, you got to call Doctors on Call 365, South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. If you're sick, if you're not feeling well, if you have a fever, you don't want to get up and go to the doctor. You don't want to get in the car. What if I told you that a doctor can come to your home and treat you right there? What if I told you that Doctors on Call 365 will come to your home, your office, wherever you are, they'll treat you right there. They'll treat children, adults, the elderly, minor illnesses, minor injuries. If you need a COVID test, a flu test, a strep test, you need IV fluids, vitamin therapy, you need blood drawn, you need x-rays ordered, you need your prescription filled or refilled, have Dr. Alon and his team at Doctors on Call 365 comes to your home and treat you with the most convenience possible. I've used Doctors on Call 365 a couple times over the last month and a half or so. For me, you can't put a price on convenience. Now, it's self-pay, but the price that you would pay out of pocket for your copay to go to the emergency room, uh, an urgent care, and, and have to wait, have to wait so long to be seen, you're going to wind up paying less to have Doctors on Call 365 come to your home, and you get all the convenience. Now, they don't do mental health or, or sexual health cases, all right? If you're like, hey, I'm itchy down in the region. No, 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 that's not what you're calling them for. Right? You got to go, go go see a regular doctor, all right? And if you got an emergency, you got to call 911 if it's very serious. But otherwise, let Doctors on Call 365 come to your home and treat you. Doctors on Call 365.com. You'll get someone on the phone right away at 786-577-9302. That's 786-577-9302. All right. We got some Heat stuff we got to get to, of course. All right. The Heat, uh, good start to their their road trip. Like I told you, you, you want to, you, we're looking at the trip like in pockets, you know. Go one and one the first two games, Denver and Utah, which they did. And now starting tonight, they're in L.A. They got the Clippers and they got the Lakers on Wednesday. Go one and one in this pocket of games. And then on Friday, you got a chance then to go above 500 on the road trip when they're going to be at Phoenix. So, you know, step one, check mark. They're one and one after the first two games. We'll get back to that. But they've also played really well in those two games. They blew an 8.4th quarter lead at Denver. Denver's the best team in the West right now. Seems like a blown opportunity, but that's a really good team. And, and of course, you get the win on Saturday night in very dramatic fashion. Tyler Hero at the buzzer. I was watching in bed. Uh, I watched the finish of the game in bed on, on Saturday night because, you know, it was, it was almost midnight. It's New Year's. And I had to be in bed before midnight, of course. And my wife was falling asleep, and I gave the silent fist pump. Very aggressive, silent, laying down fist pump when Tyler Hero hits that shot. Very exciting. Very exciting. So, the Heat, a game over 500. And how about this? After all this, the Florida Panthers, who suck, President's Cup last year, the Miami Dolphins were 8-3, and three, and the Heat are having a super disappointing season. After all of this, at the start of the new year, the Miami Heat are the only of those teams over 500. How about that? How about that? After all that, the Miami Heat are our best team going Again, our best team going right now, 
like usual. And it's not like the Heat have exactly turned the corner. They're game over. But after all of this, like always, the Heat are our best team. Which, considering the state of the other teams previously, kind of pathetic. That's where we are right now. So anyway, the Heat back in action tonight. Like I said, they're at the Clippers. Third game out of five on this trip. Make sure you go vote in Zaslow Show poll question at Zaslow Show on Twitter. You go check that out. Had a poll question over the weekend as well. I'll get to that coming up in a few moments. But it's time. There was a lot that happened. I want to get everybody up to speed on the playoff scenarios for the Dolphins and what tonight means as well with Week 17 wrapping with Bengals and Bills. That's a big one for the Dolphins as well, believe it or not. Yes, that is a big one. I want to get to all that. But first, we got to get to our Week 17 NFL Rundown. Come on, let's do it. Now, of course, every Monday, our NFL Rundown is brought to us by Brunt Insurance. All right, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for insurance on your home, your car, your motorcycle, your boat, Brunt Insurance is going to help you out there. The market is very confusing. There's so much out there. Let Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you. Don't You don't want to be out there fending for yourself, all right? You're out there in the woods and the wolves. They're coming after you. No, no, no. You go to Brunt Insurance, all right? Fully licensed staff. They know the area because they're from Pensacola to the Keys and beyond. That's right. Brunt Insurance, they're delivering comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs, right? They specialize in home, auto, life insurance. You can find them on social media at Brunt Insurance. But you want to make sure that you're protected. I've been using Brunt Insurance for about 10 years now. I got my home ins- home insurance through them, so I know I'm always covered. And if I need to get Greg on the phone, I, I, I'll talk to Greg himself, all right? 954-589-2204. If you need affordable care that offers the best coverage, like I said, your home, auto, motorcycle, boats, Brunt Insurance is where you want to go. And they're going to make sure that you, you got to have that peace of mind. You don't need it weighing on you, all right? So when it comes to even home, renters, condo insurance, there's so many options out there. Don't worry about it. They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear. At Brunt Insurance on social media, bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Let's get to it here. Our Week 17 NFL Rundown, we start out with the Falcons in a game that nobody cares about. The Falcons beat the Cardinals 20-19. to Nothing relevant fantasy football-wise took, uh, took place in that game. So let's keep it moving here. All right. A game that people were paying a little bit of attention to is the Detroit Lions because they're trying to make a big comeback and qualify for the postseason. Well, the Lions, they're almost there. A 41-10 win over Chicago. The Lions are now 8-8. Eight eight. They're totally in the mix for that final wildcard spot in the NFC. The Bears, they are 3-13. Justin Fields, they got a lot of questions that need answers there with Justin Fields. Because, yes, he runs all over the place. He had 132 yards on the ground. But there's a difference between a quarterback who can run and just a runner. And it seems like Justin Fields is just a runner. He was 7-21 for for 75 yards passing, a touchdown, and an interception. You would figure 132 yards on the ground for the quarterback. He should be in really good shape. They had 10 points. They have three wins this year. He, he may not be a quarterback. He may just be a guy that can run. Uh, on the other side, though, you had Jamal Williams, 
144 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Jared Goff, he should win comeback player of the year. 21 for 29, 255 yards and three touchdowns. The Lions, they're 8-8. Eight eight. They don't have the tie break right now, but it's essentially a three-way tie for the seventh and final playoff spot with Seattle currently owning the tie break. The Chiefs, a 27-24 win over the Broncos in a game they trailed most of the afternoon. The Chiefs, 13-3 right now, pending tonight's outcome, are first in the AFC, which we know gets a bye. The Broncos dropped to 4-12. Patrick Mahomes, 29 for 42, 328 yards, three touchdowns, an interception. Russell Wilson, first game without Nathaniel Hackett as the head coach, had probably his best game of the year. 26 for 38, 222 yards, a touchdown and interception. He also had two touchdowns rushing along with 27 yards. The New York Giants are locked into number six in the NFC. So they can actually rest in their final game next week after a 38-10 win over the Colts. The Colts, the leader of men, Jeff Saturday, they have now lost six in a row. The Giants are 9-6-1, the Colts 4-11-1, and Daniel Jones was the big story. A huge ovation from the crowd there in New York as Jones, he's their quarterback. 19 for 24, 177 yards, two touchdowns passing, 11 rushes for 91 yards, two touchdowns rushing. Maybe the best game of his career. Tremendous job by Brian Dayball, who is probably going to win coach of the year, right? Excellent job there by the New York Giants. The Saints, even though it was no Jalen Hurts, a shocker with a 20-10 win over the Eagles. The Saints are 7-9. The Eagles 13-3 and have opened the door now to not just the 49ers, but also the Cowboys. So the Eagles, who were undefeated for a good portion of the season, may be relegated to a wild card spot, depending on what happens next week. Gardner Minshew was 18-32. For 274 yards, a touchdown and interception. Devontae Smith had nine catches for 115 yards. Their first place going into week 18, but they could drop all the way to five. All right, the Bucks clinched the NFC South. A comeback victory over Carolina, 30 to 24. The Bucks are eight and eight. They've clinched the number four spot no matter what happens. And in the most Tom Brady fashion ever, the Bucks are going to win the division at either eight or nine wins and host a playoff game. Can you imagine the Dallas Cowboys? The Cowboys can win 13 games this year and have to go on the road, not just go on the road in the first round of the playoffs, but go on the road at Tom Brady after winning 13 games. Seems unfair is what it is. The Bucs win 30-24, the Panthers 6-10, Brady 34-45, for 432 yards and three touchdowns. Mike Evans, 10 catches for 207 and three touchdowns. If you're the fantasy football player, you've been disappointed with Mike Evans all season. And then in the championship game, he blows up. Uh, You had Carson, not Carson, excuse me, Sam Darnold, 23 for 37, 341 yards, three touchdowns and an interception. The Browns beat the Commanders. The Commanders' season is over. The Browns, we know their season has been over. The Browns are 7-9. The Commanders, 7-8-1. Deshaun Watson, he finished the game 9-18. for This is what happens when you're out of action for a year and a half. But uh, keep saying how Colin Kaepernick, who hasn't played in six years, he should be allowed back in the NFL. All right, that makes sense. Watson was 9 for 18, 169 yards, three touchdowns. Amari Cooper, three catches, 105 yards, and two touchdowns. We know Carson Wentz got the start because Ron Rivera is kind of a clown. Wentz was 16 at 28 for 143 yards and three interceptions. All right, that's, uh, that's not good. 
Okay, moving on. The Jaguars, a 31-3 win over the Texans. The Jags are 8-8, and and they control their own destiny to win the AFC South. The Texans dropped to 213-1. They're likely going to have the number one overall pick in the draft. Trevor Lawrence, nothing flashy. 17 for 21, 152 yards and interception. Travis Etienne Jr., nine rushes for 108 yards and a touchdown. Three catches for 32 yards. And next week, it's Tennessee at Jacksonville for the AFC South. What a terrific job Doug Peterson has done. Maybe he's coach of the year. Peterson or Dayball, that's what it's looking like to me. The 49ers, best team, right? They win in overtime over the Raiders, 37-34. The Niners, 12-4. Could finish first in the NFC after all it's said and done. The Raiders, 6-10. Brock Purdy, 22 for 35, 284 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Christian McCaffrey, 19 rushes for 121 yards and a touchdown, six catches for 72 years. And very controversial how Derek Carr has left the Raiders because Jared Stidham was named quarterback. How about what he he carved up the Niners' defense? 23 for 34, 365 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Devontae Adams had seven catches for 153 and two touchdowns. The Seahawks ended the Jets' season 23 to 6. Seattle right now has that final wild card spot at 8 and 8. The Jets are 7 and 9. Robert Sala is keeping the receipts. Geno Smith, 18 for 29, 183 yards and two touchdowns. Mike White was 23 for 46, 240 yards and two interceptions. The Seahawks beating the Jets does, of course, help the Dolphins for next week. The Packers. Are the Packers going to do it? The Packers have won four in a row, a 41 17 win over the Vikings. I can't figure out the Vikings. The Packers, 8 and 8. They have a chance. They're in a three-way tie. They don't have the tie break right now in the NFC wildcard. The Vikings, 12-4, missed a golden opportunity to get first place in the NFC. They have now dropped down to third in the NFC. Aaron Rodgers, 15-24, 159 yards and a touchdown. Aaron Jones, 14 carries for 111 yards. The Chargers, a 31-10 win over the Rams. The Chargers are 10-6. They have jumped up now to number four in the AFC, which is huge. Uh, Excuse me, five. Because you want to play at the winner of the AFC South in the first round. Very advantageous. So the Chargers are 10-6. and six, The Rams 5-11. and 11. The Rams, most losses ever for a team that just won the Super Bowl. They've lost 11 games, possibly 12. Justin Herbert, 21-28, 212 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Austin Eckler, 10 catches, 122, two touchdowns. Four, uh, 10 rushes, excuse me. Four catches and 39 yards. Baker Mayfield was 11-19 for 132 yards. And finally, Sunday night football last night. The Steelers. I'll tell you this, Mike Tomlin. Everyone wants to knock Mike Tomlin, and he keeps showing you. He's a great coach. Steelers win 16-13 after a late touchdown over the Ravens. The Steelers are 8-8, and their playoff hopes are alive. And Mike Tomlin's streak of never having a losing season is inexplicably alive as well. The Ravens dropped to 10-6. They are in the wild card position right now, but now they've dropped to 6th in the wild card position. You had Kenny Pickett, 15-27 for 168 yards and a touchdown. Najee Harris, 22 carries for 111 yards, two catches for 12 yards, and the game-winning touchdown. You had Mark Andrews on the other side, nine catches for 100 yards. And that right there is your Week 17 NFL Rundown. So here's what we have. The AFC playoff picture is really muddled. Tonight we'll sort things out a little bit. Kansas City right now is 13-3. and Buffalo 12-3, Cincinnati 11-4, Jacksonville 8-8. 
Then your wildcard teams. LA Chargers, 10-6. Baltimore, 10-6. New England, 8-8. Eight eight. The two teams still alive and need help. Miami, 8-8. Eight eight. Pittsburgh, 8-8. Eight eight. Pittsburgh needs to win and Miami and New England losses. Miami needs to win and a New England loss. New England just needs to win. Now, here's why tonight is important. So you have Bengals and Buffalo. The Bills win tonight. They're back in first place. They own the tiebreak over Kansas City. Cincinnati wins tonight. They got a chance for first place overall in the AFC. They would find themselves in a tie for second, but they would have the tiebreak over Buffalo. And they would be a game back at Kansas City. And they have the tiebreak over Kansas City. So it's kind of kooky at the top of the AFC. Very exciting. But here's what you want if you're a Dolphin fan. The best case scenario for the Dolphins going to next week. If you're not just throwing in the towel, which if you are, totally, like, put me out of my misery. Like, Skylar Thompson, Jets defense. Jets have nothing to play for next week, but you feel like Skylar Thompson against that Jets defense? Again, by the way, 40-17, remember? I know it was supposed to be Bridgewater got knocked out early in the game, right? So Thompson has a whole week to prepare, right? Yeah. Skylar Thompson, oh my, like that fourth and 16 on the first, it was his first possession, I think, and just throws the ball five yards underneath, just gives up on fourth down. What's the worst that could happen? You throw it downfield, it's intercepted. Okay. I, like to, like Skylar Thompson, to me, he doesn't look like an NFL quarterback. Anyway, they have not set the schedule for Sunday. Meaning the times of the games. We know Dolphins are playing Sunday. We don't know the time. Because they have scheduled Saturday's games. Here's what you got for Saturday. You have Chiefs and Raiders on Saturday. You have Titans-Jaguars Saturday. Titans-Jags is Saturday night. It's for the AFC South. Chiefs and Raiders. The Chiefs could look to clinch number one. That game certainly has meaning to it. It has meaning for the Dolphins. Because, depending on what happens with Kansas City and Buffalo tonight, and Cincinnati tonight, depending on what happens tonight, the Chiefs winning on Saturday plays a major role in what the Dolphins need on Sunday. And what I mean by that is, the best case scenario, here's the Dolphin band needs to root for tonight. Best case scenario is, the Bills win tonight. If the Bills win tonight, then the Bills go into next week, with a chance for first place in the AFC because they own the tiebreak against Kansas City. So if the Bills win tonight, this actually becomes very easy. They will be going for first place next week. If the Bills win tonight, because you got to assume that the Chiefs are going to beat the Raiders. You got to assume that. Now, if the Bills win tonight and the Chiefs lose on Saturday, the Bills do not have anything to play for next week. That would hurt the Dolphins because the Bills are playing New England. But if the Chiefs win Saturday after the Bills win tonight, then the Bills need to beat New England next week to clinch first place. And the Dolphins need the Bills to beat New England because that can get the Dolphins into the playoffs. So best case scenario is the Bills win tonight and Kansas City, as you would expect, wins Saturday night. Then the Bills are going for first place against New England on Sunday. Dolphins need New England to lose. Dolphins beat the Jets. They're in the playoffs. So, best case scenario, Bills win tonight. That's what you want. Now, otherwise, 
Kansas City, if Buffalo loses tonight, then Kansas City, they're going to win on Saturday night, and Buffalo may just decide to concede third. If Cincinnati wins tonight, and Kansas City wins on Saturday, Kansas City locks it up. Kansas City loses. I know it's confusing. If Cincinnati wins tonight and Kansas City then loses Saturday night, the Bengals can try to get first place on Sunday. How does that affect the Dolphins? Because is Buffalo going to concede for third? Well, they say, hey, so let's forget about the Bengals part if, if the Bills lose tonight to the Bengals. If the Bills lose tonight, Kansas City wins on Saturday, Buffalo cannot catch them, and Buffalo may say, all right, we we're going to rest our guys against New England. We're going to concede. We don't care the difference between second and third because there's no bye there. So we're going to concede this game. New England's going to win. Dolphins are screwed. I don't think that that necessarily happens because there is a major difference between second and third. You may be saying, no, it's much better to not risk injury and finish third than to risk injury and face second. Here's the difference, though. If Buffalo loses tonight and Kansas City locks up, or Kansas City, you know, can get first place on Saturday night, or at least finish ahead, you know, Buffalo can't get first place. The difference between second and third is hosting a first-round game against, say, Baltimore, maybe Lamar Jackson's back, or hosting a first-round game against, say, Pittsburgh. It's a major difference. Major difference. Because you would say, hey, maybe Buffalo wins, they beat New England, let's say Dolphins lose to the Jets, then Pittsburgh gets in, you're playing Pittsburgh in the first round. It's a big difference between hosting Baltimore in the first round and hosting Pittsburgh in the first round. So, yes, if Buffalo loses tonight, can they, and Kansas City wins Saturday, can Buffalo concede to third place on Sunday to rest? Yeah. But I think there's a difference between second and third. If you want to avoid that scenario... Dolphin fan needs to root for Buffalo tonight. Because then no matter what happens with Kansas City on Saturday, and they're probably going to win, Buffalo still has a chance, a good chance, to finish first overall with a win Sunday against New England. That's what you're looking at tonight. That's the scenario. Now, I know it was a little bit confusing. I hope I didn't confuse anyone too much. Now, let's talk a little bit about what's going on with the Heat. So... The Heat split the first two games. They played really well. They lose to Denver after blowing an eight-point lead. That's frustrating. Jimmy, he already had the scheduled, you know, second day of a back-to-back. He went straight to L.A., apparently got good news about his knee, all right? Jimmy's in tonight. He shouldn't be having a day off again for a while. They don't have another back-to-back for a long time. And now you got tonight, Wednesday, and Friday to finish out the trip. Clippers, Lakers, Suns. Saturday night, the Heat win in Utah. Great finish. Tyler Hero was awesome. Bam Adebayo was awesome. Victor Oladipo was your boy. That's exciting. Oladipo looking fantastic lately. That's exciting. What's not exciting is the Heat's $30 million a year point guard. His production is pathetic. Pathetic. Friday night in Utah, uh, excuse me, in Denver, when it would have been nice to get a little bit from him, you know, in a, in, a, in a game where, in a game where Jimmy Butler 
Couldn't play there late in the fourth quarter, right? I don't believe he was, if I'm remembering correctly, because of the knee. In a game that you were blowing an eight-point lead in the fourth quarter, it'd be nice to get a little something out of your $30 million point guard. Instead, he gave you three points, two rebounds, three assists. He was one of five from the floor. I'm sorry. If you're getting $30 million a year, you're going one for five. You're grabbing just two rebounds. And in a one-point game, with four and a half minutes left, you're called for a blocking foul. And then you pick up a technical foul? His production's pathetic. I'm over him. The most interesting development, though, could be the next night. I mean, pretty much a carbon copy type of effort from Kyle Lowry, who, I don't know, with Jimmy Butler not playing, can we get a little bit more from Lowry through three quarters, five points, three rebounds, four assists, two for six from the floor? That's pathetic. And it seems like the coach agrees because Lowry was benched for the fourth quarter. Did not play a minute in the fourth quarter. In a game that Jimmy Butler's out, that's the production we're getting from a $30 million point guard who half the time's out of shape? Terrible. And here's the thing with Kyle Lowry. He is completely unlikable. There is nothing to enjoy about watching him play. It's nonstop complaining. Nonstop complaining. Like, it'd be one thing if you get all the complaining and you're getting good production out of him. You know, it's like, uh, toward the end, Hassan Whiteside was tough to watch. Like, he was a mope, you know? At times, he, he, he was tough to watch at times. But at least Hassan, he could roll out of bed and get you numbers. He could roll out of bed and get you a double-double. So, all right, you know, you got complaining, he's a mope, you got the face, but at least he'll still give you some production. Lowry is impossible to like, nonstop complaining, and he gives you no production. He is brutal. So that led us to Saturday's poll question. Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question. Don't run out to the polls for this poll. The other one you want to go out and vote. This one you don't because the polls are closed. And Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question over the weekend was, if you could have just one, would it be fire Paul Maurice or trade Kyle Lowry? And 58% of the vote, Zaslow Show 2.0 listeners and fans want to trade Kyle Lowry. And I would say, I would say that makes sense, actually, because the Paul Maurice part of it, look, they're, they're, they're done. They're going to miss the point. I'm halfway through the season. The Panthers are cooked. But the Paul Maurice part of it is, if the players just start playing out of their minds, they could turn that around. Kyle Lowry is who he is, and there's nothing you could do about it. So I can understand trading Kyle Lowry winning 58% of the vote. But he is brutal to watch. A technical foul in a, a one-point game with four and a half minutes left? You, you gotta be effing kidding me. 
So he got benched in the fourth quarter on Saturday nights. And the team won the game. And I would say you're close. Like, I don't, look, I don't even see Kyle Lowry at all. But in the fourth quarter, and especially closing time, like tonight, Oladipo, Hero, Highsmith, Butler, Adebayo. That's it. That's enough offense. Oladipo, Hero, Butler, Adebayo. That's enough offense. Defense, Oladipo, Highsmith, Butler, Adebayo. That's enough defense. Closing lineup, and the lineup I'd like to see for most of the fourth quarter. Oladipo, Hero, Highsmith, Butler, Adebayo. If you need an extra push of offense, okay, you take Highsmith out, you put in Struess. But Lowry, nah. Done. Done with you. Done with you. And I I really do wonder if he wasn't tight with Jimmy Butler if they'd have gotten rid of him by now. You have to wonder that. He is impossible to like. You know, maybe if he's your guy, you know, like in Toronto, he was there forever. Maybe if he's your guy, it's different. But you bring him over, you're paying him $38 million. We're picking up technical fouls of four and a half minutes left. We're putting up that type of production in a game that Jimmy Butler doesn't play. You can only grab two rebounds playing the whole night. You take four total shots. He's brutal. Pathetic performances this weekend from Lowry. Pathetic. And then you got the Panthers. Holy shit. Then you got the Panthers. You know what? Let me, let me tell you about something real quick here that makes me feel good. All right? And that's grabbing a Johnny. Johnny Cuba. That's our, that's our official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. German lager in a can. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. It's the new year. Maybe you're off this week. What better way to relax out by the pool than with a six-pack of Johnny? Johnny Cuba, special in six-packs right now. At uh, You got Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. You could also pick up a six-pack at Sedano's, at Presidente. Now, remember, you always got to drink responsibly. I love getting the messages from you guys on Instagram where you got your six-pack of Johnny. You're telling me how delicious it is. I'm showing Juan over at Johnny Cuba. He loves it, so keep sending those videos. And don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. All right, that makes me feel a little bit better, all right? But the Panthers over the weekend, whoo! So the Panthers, after scoring seven goals against Montreal, they get shut out for the first time in like two years on Friday at Carolina. Played terrible. And then yesterday, also terrible, they lose 5-3 at home to the Rangers. The goaltending stinks, the defense stinks, They don't score anymore. Uh, Paul Maurice, everybody knows, is the murderer of fun. And they're, I think they're nine back of the final playoff spot right now. The Panthers are second to last place. Eight teams, second to last place in the Atlantic Division. Only Montreal is behind them, who was the worst team in the league last year. So the only team in their division that they're ahead of right now after winning the President's Cup last year, the Panthers were the best team in the league last year, And the only team they're ahead of in their division right now is the team that was the worst team in the league last year. Paul Maurice, man. Murder of fun. Uh, They are... I've seen Panther fans on... Like, huge Panther fans on Twitter, and they're just... I I can't even watch this team. I get it, man. It's a brutal watch. And you knew it was coming yesterday. The Dolphins were going to do their thing in the afternoon... And then the Panthers were going to kick you right in the dick right afterward. You got the double dick punch there yesterday. Dolphins and Panthers. Yep. That's right. That's exactly what happened. 
Really rough sports weekend for the South Florida sports fan. So that's what you got going on right now. Panthers are back in action tomorrow against Arizona. Like I said, we they haven't even played a game in uh, in January. Well, yeah, yesterday January one. Excuse me, one game into January, they are done. They are toast. They will not make the playoffs. No chance. The Dolphins, after the season they've had, are a 500 team. And we're back to the Heat being the best team in town, which is not a good thing. You say, oh, it's a great thing if the Heat are the best team in town. Not the way these team seasons are going. It is not a good thing that the Heat are the best team in town. (sighs) Terrible. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Come on, here we go. Big deal or not a big deal. Look. It seems like a random Monday, January 2nd. You got the Rose Bowl today. After the college football playoff semifinal games, you got the Rose Bowl at 5 p.m. today. Penn State versus Utah. The granddaddy of them all. I'm going not a big deal. I I got a hard time getting into the Rose Bowl. I got a hard time getting into any college football bowl game after the semifinal games. The playoff games should be last. The Rose Bowl should be taking place before that, like the Orange Bowl was the night before. So, Rose Bowl today, Penn State, Utah, not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? How about on the broadcast on Saturday night during, uh, I think it was during the Fiesta Bowl, Robert Griffin III, he's on the broadcast, like that alternate broadcast kind of deal. His wife goes into labor. He gets the call while they're on air. I will, give, I will give the Michigan players credit. They have answered time and time. Really? What, yeah, are, we, what are we doing? In the middle of the game. Sorry, guys. Uh, what are you doing? I got to go. To the bathroom? Let's go, baby. Wait a minute. Congratulations, Tony. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Get out of here. And we got P.I. And we, oh, there he goes. Take the ball. Oh, he's out. I got, he's out. He hit the pad. Got it. Okay. I wasn't going to steal it. Come that's a big deal right there. You caught the whole video. You were able to see the audio. He's super excited. He runs off. He throws off the headset. The other guys in the broadcast with him, they're super excited. Robert Griffin running off set. He's got to go to the hospital. His wife's in labor. That's a big deal. All right, number three. So yesterday, the Commanders, they lost yesterday afternoon. Everybody knows that's the Browns, and they were officially eliminated from postseason contention. Now, after the game, Ron Rivera... He's the head coach of the Commanders. Should he know that his team was eliminated from the playoffs? To clarify, you said you would talk about quarterback next week. If you guys are eliminated today by what happens at 4 o'clock, is Sam Howell in consideration? We can be eliminated. Yeah, if the Packers beat the Vikings, then you guys are eliminated. I, I mean, it's real easy to say that he should know. I, I think he should know because it wasn't a complicated scenario. It's not like there's all kinds of different scenarios going into the final week of the season. It's okay, if you lose this game and another team wins, you're done. It's not that complicated. But here's also the thing. If you didn't know, which he clearly didn't, you're Ron Rivera. Somebody says that to you up there. You just go, yeah, we're just focused on winning winning games here. You don't, like, like you go back and you ask him, were we eliminated? We can't get in still? Yeah, you look like an idiot. So I'm, I'm going big deal. Not only should he have known, but he also doesn't have to look like an idiot in front of everybody. He could have faked it. There. So I'm, I'm, I'm going big deal. All right, number four, Friday night. Huge episode 
of WWE SmackDown. You had a surprise return from Charlotte Flair. She's been out for seven months. She returned, and she won the championship. Oh, that's a big deal right there. Come on out. 14-time champion. Charlotte Flair makes her return. That was good stuff. That's a big deal. I got one more for you here. Probably the best day of college football playoff of all time between Michigan, TCU. Really fun game. Georgia, they wind up surviving against Ohio State. And here's the call from the Georgia Bulldogs radio network. Snap, hold, kick. No! Good! He missed it! Left! The bench explodes! It's midnight! Happy New Year! Three seconds left! And just to clarify, so no one's confused, that, that was the Georgia radio. That wasn't Ohio State. That was the Georgia radio network. Which, by the way, right as that field right as that field goal went wide. The clock struck midnight for New Year's. Like, if you were to sync it up, the clock strikes midnight, and everyone starts cheering in the crowd as Georgia survives and wins. Uh, Georgia, TCU, that's your college football national championship next week. So there you have it. That's a big deal right there. You got a great back-to-back games. TCU, Michigan. Michigan wouldn't go away. TCU hangs on, and Georgia come from behind, and they hang on. They survive against Ohio State. Excellent day of college football playoff. That's a big deal right there. And that right there is the first edition of the new year of big deal or not a big deal. Yes, excellent job. All right, hey, if you're looking for a place to watch Monday Night Football tonight, like I told you, best case scenario for the Dolphins is the Bills win tonight. That will set things up next week for the Dolphins to have a a legit chance at making the postseason, even though you could really stick a fork in the Dolphins. They're pretty much done. Now, tonight, though, you head on over to the Briny, Briny Irish Pub, Papado Beach. You know that's my spot for Dolphin Games NFL Sunday ticket. You got live music every single night at the Briny. You can check it out at Briny Pub Pompano on Twitter. But tonight you got live music starting at 6 p.m. You got live music all seven nights, seven days a week. The Briny Hour, Monday through Friday. It's happy hour. It begins at 4 p.m., 4 to 7. And tonight, Bills and Bengals at 8.30 it's actually a 15-minute delay for the game because you got the Rose Bowl on before it. So Monday Night Football, I think, is usually 8.15, 8.30 tonight. But tonight, you got Monday Night Prime Rib. Of course, tomorrow night, you got Mahi Taco Specials, Wednesday Fish and Chips. But live music every single night. Briny Pub, Pompano Beach. You take Atlantic Boulevard all the way east. Don't park in the ocean. Park behind Briny. Free parking. They will validate your ticket, all right? So make sure you park behind the Briny, not in the parking lot where it charges you. Free parking. They will validate you. And, of course, Briny Pub Pompano, we're talking the world's greatest upscale dive bar. Make sure you vote in the Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question today. Very controversial poll. Like I told you, it was active yesterday. Who are you most angry at right now? Mike McDaniel, Jason Sanders, 
Dolphins DBs or Teddy Bridgewater with 35% of the vote right now. Jason Sanders is the leader. All right. Happy New Year to everybody out there. Like I said, uh, the show's the next few days, the rest of the week, taking a couple days off from doing the, uh, you know, air quotes, live show. But we do have interviews. we got some fun stuff planned for the next few days. So you guys are taken care of. I'm not leaving you out there in the lurch, all right? So you're you're still going to be, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. All right. Again, Happy New Year to everybody. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, however you're listening to the show right now. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on Zaslow Show 2.0. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task, unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies, For both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.